Hey, everybody, and welcome to this, the 17th episode of The Psychology of Lockdown, where George Roach and I are going to continue to discuss the rules of dysfunction. We've already gone through the characteristics of mystification, and now we've hit uh, the third episode pertaining to the rule of dysfunction. Today, we are going to talk about blame. So, George, how are you doing today? Are you ready to talk about blame? It's like 28 degrees out. I want to <laughs> hurry up and answer these questions. <laughs> Ouch. Canadian head out into my vitamin D day. Yeah. <laughs> we only got about 140 days left, you know, <laughs> right. we don't get it for as long as you guys do down there. <laughs> Although we're thinking, we're thinking of coming. So, Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? How are you doing down there? I'm doing good. We're doing good. I, I can't wait for the governor here to lift the mask mandate. Uh, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen for us here in California. We might be wearing oh masks forever. <laughs> I'm sure him and DeSantis in Florida don't talk. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I think there's a, a lack of communication, probably some blaming going on actually back and forth. I, was, I would imagine. Back <laughs> yeah. <and> forth. <laughs> He's going to shame DeSantis with blame for upstaging him. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Uh, <laughs> What, what's his name? Nuisance? Nuisance. Or Newsome? <laughs> yeah. Newsome. Sorry about that. Right. <laughs> I get slip names of, wrong. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> yeah, slip of the tongue. Go ahead and blame me. <laughs> right. Well, okay. So, I mean, here we are in uh, lockdown. We've got this huge uh, scam ensuing. A year later, after we were told it was going to take two weeks to flatten the curves, we got about another... Nine more curves to flatten that have been added to the existing one that apparently hasn't been flattened. I guess so, yeah. Um, continues to be pretty curvy. And now we're seeing a lot of finger pointing going on. Uh, yeah, blame is habitually used to regain the illusion of control. Right. And our government has truly and miserably failed at being able to pass the buck. I think most people are awake now. They're, real, they're realizing that the government is up to something. And these are even the people who, you know, were at one time potential converts who thought we were the tinfoil hatters and uh, we drank the Kool-Aid. So a lot of blame going on there. A lot of shame. Of course, there's no real science or knowledge in a lot of those statements coming from the real tinfoil hat wearers, if right. you want to call them that. Some people refer to them as the sheep, but here we have these people blaming us in the beginning are now starting to realize, wait a minute, there seems to be some truth to this. What's going on here? <laughs> now, better late than never, <laughs> you know, you spend half your, half your year in lockdown blaming people for telling you the truth because you didn't know the difference between reality or fiction factor fiction so a lot of cover-ups blame is a way to cover up your shame your mm -hmm. inadequacy you can't admit when you're wrong shame them we see kids doing this all the time they build the sandcastle johnny tramples through it johnny gets in you know what for trampling through it from jimmy mom comes up and uh johnny says jimmy jimmy did it he made me <laughs> Right. So classic. the kids, uh, you know, yeah, pass the buck, classic blame. That's the onset. Now, this becomes a lot more sophisticated, you know, years later in the adult environment. Uh, 
mm-hmm. where nonetheless, it is still as destructive. I mean, blame is, in fact, a thought disorder. It is a disorder of thinking, a disorder of responsibility. Remember, when you hyphen the word, hyphenate the word responsibility, you get responsibility, which is the ability to respond. You can't respond effectively to anything or anyone if you're blaming anything or anyone for the results of your own actions and your thinking. And you have every right to assume all the responsibility that falls on you for such thinking or such action Mm -hmm. and its results. Don't blame anybody. If you're driving and you're speeding, don't look at your passenger to pay the ticket. Yeah, pretty amazing. I mean, we're seeing this right now with the lockdown in terms of uh, it seems like this uh, made in a lab narrative uh, is coming back to the fore. Uh, as you and I know, there's been a lot of evidence for this and, and some independent journalists were heavily censored and even deplatformed for promoting this idea six months ago. But the mainstream media is now having to uh, to uh, recognize that there's a lot of evidence that points in this direction. And of course, now we're seeing these governments blaming each other. China, yeah. China's blaming the U.S. The U.S. is blaming China, and neither one of them are taking. Home, that's owned by Pfizer. That's owned by Gates. Fauci's in there in the mix somewhere. Right. Uh, they're all in. A, there's no bats. That's how the bat. I mean, I know they explain it that it's a bat, but when you look at the money and you follow the money, there's no room for blame. We said already a moment ago that blame is habitually used to regain the illusion of control. Right. What they're trying to gain control of is the narrative. They've, they're losing control of it now because when people do begin to follow the money, uh, I saw a post on Facebook uh, yesterday, which was brilliant. And at the bottom of it, it said, and that's how uh, the bats, you know, got the virus to us or something like that. After you read the, the whole thing, when mm. you read that last line, it doesn't make sense to any of the content because all the content is about the money and the players who are trading in the business. And they're trying to distract us with a bat theory. Right, right. I mean, it's clear Blame when you the follow bat. the money. Bat did it. The gain of function research has been going on for years. Uh, you can see so she's denying that. Gone, <laughs> gone from hands to hands to hands. I know. And, uh, and yet uh, they're going to blame each other for what's been going on. They're not going to be able to take responsibility for themselves. And what I like about this conversation is that everything is going back to this idea of control. I mean, not just controlling the narrative, which is a huge part in terms of the propaganda that we're hearing, but controlling the people, you know, right? Getting them to wear masks, getting them to stay in lockdown, getting them to uh, buy, get the vaccine, getting them to do uh, all of these things that the pharmaceutical companies and the governments want us to do to eliminate all of our freedoms so that we don't have the choice to make healthcare decisions for ourselves. And, and when they get caught in one of their twisted lies, then the blame game, boom, kicks in. You can see it. <laughs> it's it's very, very visible now. It's so dense, this blame game. As people get closer to the truth, we start seeing deflections mm-hmm. and the blame game. And actually, the very thing, the use of blame was designed to prevent or restore is killing the very thing it was meant to restore, which is control over us, the people who are aware. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, and let's hope that okay. more and more people are becoming me, aware because I think as you know, as the narrative gets more and more confusing, and guys like Fauci are flip flopping just like they flip flopped about the mass, just like they flip flopped about the the PCR cycle thresholds. They're uh, bouncing all over the place because at some the point, truth nears them. Right. At some point, people got to start going like, huh, you know, why is it that the consensus of experts uh, switches every six months? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the who is it? Well, see, okay. So they're like roles, right? They're all uh, 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 the system is assigning roles in, in systems theory, uh, uh, in the hierarchies of atoms, which we've talked about before. The system dispenses the roles to its members. Those roles can change at any time. That right. they see fit, that they feel uh, uh, when they feel such changes or alterations in the system must be made for their deliverables, their narrative right. deliverable, that is. So the shift that they're making in real time, and it's constant. I mean, they're moving the goalposts all the time. Every time there is a shift, we see a, 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 a move in the goalpost. What yeah. we're expected to do, think, believe, know or otherwise uh, look what they just did to the doctors. They just silenced the doctors. 65 in a uh, declaration, doctors for uh, truth and science uh, have just uh, challenged the uh, the CPSO in the country. Right. Up, that's up in Canada because uh, the government's telling them that they can't inform their patients based on their own scientific analysis, that they have to stick to the government narrative, the government corporate narrative. We'll be blamed. Right, right. <laughs> Or whatever happens to us, because you told the truth, you will be blamed for that. Yeah. You might Let's, lose your job, your license. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, what hubris. What hubris. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's get into it. I mean, um, in terms of the family system, like how do we see blame happen in a toxic relationship in terms of the parents and how does it affect the children, right? I mean, and again, you know, we're extrapolating this into the, the situation we're in with lockdown uh, and how the governments are blaming each other or blaming the physicians that are that are trying to express their opinions that are outside of the quote unquote consensus. Um, but how does it work inside the family and why okay. is it so right? Like, why is it so dysfunctional? In order for the shame process uh, to uh, to exist, you, you've got to have blame. Blame keeps that shame function in mm -hmm. motion. It's a perpetual thing. People are feeling ashamed 24-7. Yeah, for sure. Guilty or they're doing the wrong thing. Your question regarding the effect on children, is it, is it damages their self-esteem. When you damage a child's self-esteem, two things occur immediately. They cannot learn and they cannot process information. Why? Because they are becoming self-conscious. See, they're on guard. They're not free to learn. They're not available to learn mm -hmm. because they're in protected, they're right. protection mode. You can only be in the intent to learn or the intent to protect. When you're abusing people, shaming and ridiculing, humiliating, blaming and contempting them, they move into self-protection mode. They're no longer learning. Learning is foreclosed. And this it's is when, stopped. this is, right, this is when you're going to get triggered into like, the government told me to wear a mask, ought to wear a mask. I mean, and you're not critically thinking anymore. You're not thinking for yourself. You're not following that intent to learn from your own point of sure. view. Instead, you're just going to do what you're told because you're afraid you're going to get blamed if something goes wrong. 
and then you're going to get and you're going to get shamed or and then you're going to be shaming other people like this is just the cycle of violence goes on i think absolutely anyone that's been walking around without a mask has probably in the last year dealt with shaming on a certain level from from the majority of the population that's just been going along because they've been triggered into this. Well, sure. There's the shaming process is perpetuated through the blame, through socialization, mm-hmm. that's psychological abuse. We're dealing with a lot of NLP here, right? Neuro-linguistic programming, the repetition, compulsion, the repeating of, of statements and phrases over and over and over again. Yeah. And people sitting at home in lockdown who are watching CNN are really getting hammered with well, this stuff. Those are the people who stop at the store and go, Hey, excuse me, where's your mask? Right. Rule, rule they're number gonna blame, one. They're going to blame you if something happens to them. Right. See, there's all this blame going on now. <laughs> well, if I go to work and you got a vaccine, well, you, you got a vaccine, uh, you know, uh, I got to blame you. That's a great example. I mean, when the curve didn't get flattened, it was because we didn't lock down hard enough. And the people that didn't, you know, wear the mask or stay inside all day got what? They got blamed. Which, that's right. <laughs> which creates the need for more restrictions. Right. Having your restrictions because... Classic. We, we blamed you, remember? You are to blame. Since you're to blame, this justifies our double down. Yeah. This justifies the extreme, the extremity of further measures. These are all forms of blame. Yeah, this is fascinating because you can clearly see how blame is the mechanism that then just perpetuates the cycle of violence and this dysfunction cycle continuously happening. Like no matter what's going on, whenever something wrong happens, clearly it must be because you didn't do exactly what the control figure told you, what the authority figure, the the dysfunctional father figure, or in in the larger sense, the government, if you didn't do what they told you and things go wrong, then it's your fault and we've got to double down. Now you're going to get, you're going to be grounded for, it's not two weeks, it's going to be the next year, right? We're getting grounded. (laughs) You see, it doesn't matter whether it's a company or a family or a, a, a couple or whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend, your hockey team. When when you're blaming people, what you're basically saying to them is, "I'm out of control." Yeah. The only the purpose of blame is the restoration of control. So if a person is blaming you, all they're teaching you is that I'm trying to restore control, man. You know, through you at the expense of you. Right. I'm going to get control back. And you will notice that the government, every time they make a mistake, covered up. When you, when the public makes one, or uh, an activist group, or activists make a mistake, shame them. Yeah. Blame them. Blame them. Ticket right. them. This is what they're doing, and it's so blatantly obvious that this their conduct is blaming anger. Even they speak to you like you're responsible for how they feel about things. Right. That 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 implies that their viewpoint is the correct one and yours isn't. You therefore deserve this blaming punishment that you are receiving. Well, and that's the funniest thing. That's the underlying aspect of this you mentioned before, the hubris. Like they're never wrong. They're never the ones that made a mistake and and need to change and maybe what they need to do is be less controlling. And allow for individuals, the, the children in the household, the, the students at the school, or whatever environment you're in, to be able to express themselves authentically, God forbid, and utilize their own critical thinking well, capacities to make choices for themselves. Exactly. No, that's not. That's right. We got we to gotta double down on the control. Wow. 
And and think about it too. This is the other thing that came up for me. How are you going to control a virus? I mean, isn't this idea that they're going to control the virus, the spread of the virus? I mean, how are you going to do that? I remember when lockdowns first happened and I told my wife, like, you can't stop this. We could all stay inside for the next 10 years and never breathe on anybody else ever again. And yet it'll just be amazing. These viruses can spread, you know, all around the world because they're just impossible to contain. So they knew even, I mean, there, there's a good argument that they knew that none of these control mechanisms were going to work. And then as the virus spread, they could blame the people that weren't doing, you know, what they were told and continue the cycle of violence, continue the cycle of violence until what? I mean, where does this end? With complete control of all of us, where we're not allowed to make individual choices about what we do, what we eat, how we exercise, what kind of education we get. I mean, this is the end game of this whole lockdown process, I'm afraid. And we're seeing it continue. And it, and it happens because of this mechanism of blame. Every time the virus spreads, the invisible enemy, ooh, it's spreading. It's spreading. Well, this Blame is the anti-maskers. This is, this is how this, harder. This is how this, yeah, this is how the shaming process is right. fueled. Is through blame. It's how it. It's how it's fueled. It's how it remains uh, with the wheels of of its injustice turning. Keeps everybody angry. Keeps everybody fighting. Everybody bickering. Right. It's all distraction. It's all theater to me. Well, if and people then, would just break through. And realize that's the purpose of what they're doing to you. You know, to tie you up. This is interesting as well because we're we're looking at this divide and conquer. I mean, it's almost like the older sibling that becomes the authority figure for the dysfunctional parent, uh, and then imposes on the rest of the 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 family, the rest of the kids, the younger kids, uh, what you know, whatever the whatever the controlling figure is saying uh, in order to get their own you know power trip on the situation and the younger kids are just like, wait a minute, I, you know, can I think for myself? Can I have an authentic thought? Can I learn to take care of myself? And the whole system is, is designed to impose the will of the authority figure. And this is within the family unit, but then on a social level, we're seeing this same kind of division, the percentage of the population that's just going to do what the government says uh, is then going to blame the percentage of the population that's questioning the authority figure. And you've got exactly talking about this bickering back and forth between us who are all being oppressed in this situation, right? The people are fighting each other once again, instead of pointing at the government or pointing, pointing at that dysfunctional authority figure and saying, hey, you know, controlling behavior is really emotionally unhealthy and you need to stop. How frustrating is this? Absolutely. Well, you see, the problem is, is why people, when people see that people are becoming or getting too close to the truth for comfort, they shame the others with blame. I can keep you all away with blame. This is what the defense mechanism is. Yeah. Right. When you get and people just paid attention to this. Just notice what the government behaves like every time truths about their scams are told. They start to like a bunch of molecules. They start going, oh, my God, what's up? We're desperate. We got to fix and get rid of the problem. Mm -hmm. So they make up a bunch of garble. If you saw a Jag Meat Singh the other day from our Canadian side slamming people as uh, white supremacists because we're not following public health guidelines when we shouldn't even be following public health at all. 
And this guy's trying to subjugate us and blame and shame people all over the place for not wearing masks or following public health guidelines. Yet that same government who he's supporting has never proven to the Canadian public, or at least that any such pharmaceutical measures are even warranted, as Lieutenant Colonel David Redmond points out in his brilliant uh, PowerPoint uh, video that he did with uh, Liberty Coalition a while ago, where he clearly lays out the 16th pharmaceutical remedies being relied upon right now, which are actually locked down. People don't know, uh, as David points out, that when they're talking about these remedies, these, these pharmaceutical remedies, that's what we're talking about is lockdown. Those are the remedies being used during those times. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't even be in lockdown, and therefore we shouldn't be using any of that. So all this theater that they've made up and all this fear that they have spewed all over this drama that people are buying onto, if they could only separate it because you see they're so enmeshed, their brains are in hawk. They can't see the difference between what they're being told and what's actually happening. So certainly this psychological warfare and this blaming, shaming, gaming stuff that the government's been doing now for months on us, playing the people, lying, like as if we can't see it. Now it's so obvious anymore, the, gov the government has to double down now and start relying on, on security forces and, and its police and stuff to, to harass and abuse unarmed citizens. Boy, they're asking for civil war, in my opinion. If you look back at the war of 1912, uh, tw uh, or what was it, 1902, I can't remember. I just watched that the other day. Mm. Or, or back even to 1776, we were fighting for knowledge, unity, uh, 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 power, and, uh, and uh, uh, freedom. And now here we are doing it again. Now, people are dying, but the bullets are very different. Right. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing that. We're seeing, uh, you know, uh, uh, these and... Uh, uh, star starvation coming. That's how that's how they want to kill people. Yeah. So I think people better wake up. This is a lot more. Uh, if you're still distracted, don't blame yourself. Whatever yeah. you do, <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. This has been brought to you. So stop calling people who know what's going on the tinfoil hatters, or they've drank the Kool Aid. There's actually no more Kool Aid left. As a matter of fact, they're right now using force. So you don't get a choice. Well, I mean, I, and I think that's what I'm really taking away from this is that this blame game is like the engine that drives the cycle of emotional violence that we're all dealing with right now. And it's just going to continue. Like every time their control mechanisms, i.e. lockdown, don't work, then they're going to blame the people that, that, uh, that are telling you the lockdowns don't work. And it's going to give them the excuse to double down on the people that are, that are rejecting the lockdowns. And it's just going to continue and continue until when, I mean, that's just it. People like, well, you see people are stuck up in their heads. They're stuck up in their heads. Blame right. originates in the brain. Right. That's why it's a mental creation. It's a thought disorder. It's not a feeling disorder. It's a thought disorder. Blame is habitually used to regain the illusion of control. Control is a defense mechanism. All of these originate in the brain. They are not, see, feelings are in the body. This is what people don't want to get to. That's right. where the shame and the guilt and the pain is. If we get up in our head, we can mood alter this shit with blame, control, shaming, labeling, criticizing, judging, humiliating, and contempting yeah. people to get them to do what we want them to do. And people are buying it. Right. Well, and then just as you mentioned before, like eventually this is going to get to a place where it's not just emotional abuse, but it's going to, and I mean, it's, we've already seen examples of physical abuse. We see examples yeah. of people getting beat up 
uh, at at stores, at department stores, and and things like yep. that. But I mean, the government is eventually going to amp this up until we're looking at, you know, military involvement, police involvement, forcing people yep. to get vaccines, uh, total control of our physical bodies, and um, you know, imprisonment or encampment. Or, I mean, it's just going well, to look at escalate look at what until the we can break the doing. cycle of violence, right? Right. Look at Leslie Kenderessi. I, I have the article, but Leslie Kenderessi, a soldier I'm advocating for, who was discharged from the Canadian military for mm-hmm. backing up his oath at Dundas Square in a speech, has just been charged with mutiny. The first charge of its kind laid in 25 to 30 years. Right. There's a good game of blame for you. Right. There's a good game of blame right there. Your own Canadian military, our own Canadian military. Despicable, absolutely deplorable conduct. Yeah. This guy stood up and told the truth. See, the truth is the new hate speech, no matter what your profession is. Right. So in the family system, how do you break the cycle of the blame game? I mean, somebody has to break the cycle. Somebody has to confront the controller, right? I mean, somebody has to has to just say, hey, you know, enough is enough. We're not going to we're not going to participate in in this system any longer. Okay, so you want to evict the blamer. Right. Give him or her the eviction notice. In politics, I think that means voting them out. Evict them. Get rid of them. We don't need them. These blame people and the gullible people who latch on to these blames are extremely destructive to uh, logical, social fabric. Yeah. of society because they're never responsible for anything these are the people who will hit your car and drive off leaving you holding the bag disorder of responsibility right very dangerous very dangerous and it becomes reckless as we're seeing now and also because of the blame game we're seeing violence i've got people sending me pictures of certain body parts that they should never have to send pictures of because they are being violated and abused because they're defending their rights. I have cases like that right now. Right. Bruises from people who should be defending human beings' rights are now inflicting wounds, physical wounds on people, women, mothers, despicable, absolutely despicable to any of the police who are doing this because they don't know the law and yet they're attacking unarmed citizens in a bid to uphold public health mandates, which are not law and are violating. In fact, every human right code we can think of. And if you think we're not telling the truth, just look at the plethora of people who are now filing lawsuits to defend themselves. They are fed up. They've had enough of the abuse. And now these businesses who are shooting themselves in the foot are going to learn soon. They have nobody to blame but themselves for right. following this absolutely ridiculous e- economic soul crushing uh, mandates that you're following. Wake up. So- so I've heard this solution before. I mean, first of all, we're just talking about actually setting clear boundaries, right? Set yeah, people healthy people, healthy, emotional people are capable of setting clear boundaries and saying, okay, enough is enough. You can't treat me like this anymore. 
I've heard it in terms of absolutely a narcissistic personality disorder where you've got someone in your life, even if you care about them, even if they're close to you, it's your father, it's your mother. If somebody doesn't respect your boundaries, you need to really contemplate going no contact. Like I just, sorry, but I'm not going to have anything to do with you. And I think that why would you want to revisit the same cycles? Right. I mean, they're not going to, they're not going to change. They're not going to change unless they choose to change. And you conversely, like, right, you can't control them. So you got to let it go. Like if they want to change and that's where the only thing you can do is set the boundary and say, I'm not going to participate in this. And unless you can show me some real signs that you're willing to change and look at yourself and heal your own issues, you know, then this relationship well, is over. And I, and I think people need to, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. See setting limits, yeah. setting limits, right? We need the citizens on a grand scale at the family level. Yeah. What you just said is hundred percent. Now yeah. apply that to the same, uh, uh, structure with the government. Okay. The, enough. Right. Here's the limit. Yeah. And you know, everybody so, on that the, line, Right. I mean, theoretically, we have these constitutions in the United States. We have the Bill of Rights that are supposed to define these boundaries. But clearly, the government's uh, happy enough to call a state of emergency and then cross those boundaries uh, whenever they feel like it. Right. And uh, so, you know, what I would implore people to do is just to I mean, and this is what I've seen so many people just kind of have this blind trust of the government. So, you know, clearly we can't just like, you know, with a family member or with a friend that's being emotionally abusive, we can cut them out of our lives. Well, we all have to deal with this government. But on an emotional level, like make sure that you draw that line, make a boundary and say, I'm not going to trust you anymore. If enough of us just stop trusting the authority figure in this blindly trustful way uh, and started to, you know, get back into our own bodies and and our own uh, emotional feelings and then critically thinking for ourselves, you know, I think we can start to kind of turn this ship around if, if enough people just stop trusting the government in this kind of blind following fashion. That well, we if they common, and that's the okay, boundary well, you got to draw. Know. Absolutely. If they yeah. have to know how to decode be, you have to know how to decode behavior. This is what people don't know anything about. Remember, we are in a psychological warfare. This is a very specific area of science, a very specific discipline. There are things you are, you are required to know in order to be able to do such decoding of other people's behavior especially your government when they're trying to kill you right and the reality is when people don't when when people don't have that insight they succumb to a lot of these fear driven tactics they don't know how to mitigate them on their own so they feel like obligated to give in and go along go along to get along just do it i have some people calling me and telling me that they're doing that and i'm saying no don't do that don't comply even a little bit because when you do that it's still received as a nod we don't want we don't want a fascist communist regime in this country that's not freedom right that is uh, that is clearly bringing back a civil war mentality uh to uh, canada and abroad i i don't for one second believe the us won't go up in arms if these guys don't quit well, very cool. I think we're hitting that half hour mark. So uh, another legendary episode of the psychology of lockdown. And um, this concept yeah. of blame is so important. And it's going to keep 
you know, it's going to keep happening. We're dealing with these controlling people. If you're trying to question, or certainly if you're trying to really stand up against it, not wearing masks, not participating, uh, you're going to get a lot of blame. You're going to get a lot of blame. And this is the natural reaction of controlling a dysfunctional behavior. Um, and we need to learn how to stand up and set those boundaries and learn how to, you know, I think teach other people. I hope people are listening to this who are starting to go, huh, you know, I at least question your relationship with the, with the abusive controller. I mean, the Stockholm syndrome is so nuts to me where people are now, I, you know, they're identifying with the abuser and they're not able to go, wait a minute and see what's really going on, what's happening with this relationship here, that this is a dysfunctional relationship and we're not going to participate. We're going to set a boundary. Um, so I hope more and more people- Identification, that. that's right. Identification with the persecutor is a way for a child to feel less helpless in what appears to be beyond their control. Yeah, right. That, right. Is, an, that is an illusion too. Remember, the identification process, I have to say this again, it's so important to understand this to extricate yourselves from it. Identification with the persecutor is a defense mechanism, a secondary defense mechanism, which helps a person feel less helpless in a situation where they feel it is beyond their control. Yeah. In that way, a person gives up, in the most complete way, a person gives up their rights. A person gives up their freedoms and their choices because right. they're narrowed, you see, narrowed. Well, they can't see the widths. They can't see the other choices. Very, right. very, very dangerous position to be in. So this is another part of the solution. You know, we've got setting boundaries, but we also have, you know, the recognition that, hey, you are in control of your own life. You can make your own healthcare decisions. You can decide that, you know, taking uh, the Zelenko protocol or taking ivermectin is a way healthier choice than taking the vaccine in terms of what we're seeing from COVID. There's plenty if, of other if they'll options. give it to you. Right. <laughs> if they'll give it, I just had a doctor deny one of my clients messaged me and said, uh, wow, my, my dad was dying or something. And the doctor refused to give him ivermectin. Right. They begged him and he said, no. Wow. He's now dead. Yeah. I mean, that is an angering story. Yeah. Can you imagine the frustration of the family who know that he could be saved and this doctor is denying, and I'm not putting the story out there by the way with names or anything, but it's a fact and it's going on and there's more people who are becoming injured with these. Uh, and that now these spike proteins, as Dr. Tenpenny mentioned and, and numerous Dr. She was saying the same thing where there's uh, this spike protein issue where you, now you're, you're causing the body to manufacture a virus that's going to attack it. Yeah. Wow. More and more up with that idea. Well, and that's exactly why more people need to set boundaries and they need to assert their own personal control and they need to um, have confidence that their own critical thinking from their own authentic self is uh, actually the solution to this crisis than just listening to uh, a, a controlling and abusive and a dominating government that is not paying attention uh, to anything else and only blaming when their lockdowns aren't working and when their control mechanisms don't work, they're just going to continue to blame and continue. There's going to continue the cycle of violence until we stand up to it. So thanks for explaining this one to us, George, really appreciate it. I mean, this is clearly fundamental uh, to, you know, this entire process, this entire dysfunctional process that we've all been living through now for uh, over uh, clearly over 12 months. And uh, it's and the mechanics of their social engineering. Yeah. 
Right. And, and allowing and allowing us to at least catch a glimpse of some of the solutions. And it happens on this individual level. So if you're listening to this, remember, set boundaries, take control, use your own critical thinking and have confidence that your perspective really counts because it does. And it, it, certainly it's the only perspective that counts in your life. So, uh, you know, follow your heart, uh, use your critical thinking and uh, and we'll make it through this. Um, and be an example to other people that it's possible, that it's possible to set these boundaries and, and create a healthy relationship with, uh, with our governments um, and not just uh, bend over and take it when they tell us what to do and then blame us when, they're, when their uh, controlling mechanisms don't work. So uh, any kind of closing statements, George? And maybe we ought to take this opportunity to let people know that you are uh, now working with Take Action Canada. Yeah. We're uh, we're pretty close to finishing that leg of discussion up, aren't we? I think we're on a call tonight about it. Right. And well, we're going to be producing some great shows and interviews, you and I, on uh, Take Action uh, broadcast, uh, the facts and the fiction. And do you have uh, do you have an email with them now? What kind of contact information if people want to get in touch with you about what they heard today? No, we're not. Not quite there yet. We haven't yet. got that set up yet, but uh, the Twitters are there. Catch us on Twitter uh, at Take Action Canada. And uh, Instagram and Telegram, I believe, we're okay. also on. So we'll be, I'll bring further updates to you, Doug, uh, and to the general public in our show next week. Um, we're almost done. We're almost ready to go. We should be launching, I would imagine, in the next four or five days. Okay. Sounds great. So for now, if people want to get in touch, they should still get yeah, uh, get to you at the, at the uh, uh, law office. What was that email? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, intake at ajdlaw.ca. Okay, great. All right. Sounds good, George. Thanks again. And, uh, and what is the uh, next rule of dysfunction that we'll be discussing next week? Do you know? Well, here we are. We've been on it for months. We're talking about freedoms and we're going to delve into rule number four, which is the rule of denying the five freedoms, what people are doing about today, how they're being treated, how they're being spoken to, what's actually going on. There's always things that you'll be taught to look at and taught to deny Right. And that subject matter will be included in the denial of the five freedoms you were born with that are, being, uh, that are being hijacked now. And right. I have you from using them. So yeah. I have a, I have a feeling we'll, we're going to go down the, the list of the five freedoms and we're going to find that we're not, we got none of them <laughs> in the current, in the current situation. So um, uh, I, I'm not saying anything right now. Right. <laughs> well, that'll be another another uh, excellent episode uh, in the psychology of lockdown series. I think we're really starting to uh, hit some major points. I here. think people will come cohesive on that one. So I want to yeah. kind of save the element of surprise for it. All right. I think Sounds they're going to really recognize, you know, sometimes that happens. But anyways, Doug, thanks a lot for uh, having me back yep. on the shift. Yep. Thanks. You bet. You bet, George. Uh, another great episode. And we'll talk again next week. Thank you. Take care.